Welcome, my friends, to the show that never ends. This is the Red Bull Ram Podcast, the official Red Bull Podcast of SB Nation and Once a Metro. I'm your host, Jason Iapico. And I'm Truman. And this is episode 133. You had one job. Pat McDonald. He did have only one job, and that was to show up. But he can't even do that because he's out drinking and hitting on women on St. Patrick's Day. Come on. Okay. I don't know, I kind of have to agree with him on one of them, but I don't know. If it's a drinking part, I'm fine with that, but come on, priorities? Uh, I was talking about the other part, but hey, we're professionals, this is a professional podcast, we got professional things we have to do. Sure, it's called professional. <laughs> uh. Listen, you don't see any other podcasts that are supposed to have three people, only have two people all the time, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I guess you're right. Just saying. I guess you're right. Uh. Well, one one team that had it, all of its players was the Red Bulls against Sporting Kansas City. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Turn, turn that little bit of a train wreck into a segue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were kind of uh, close in there a little bit. But anyway, the New York Red Bulls went to Sporting Kansas City, came out with a 1-1 draw, played, I think it was like the last like 20 minutes with uh, 10, or against 10 men. Sorry, I should say with, but that's not correct. Um, didn't do so great during those those. No. But no, they didn't. Somehow survived and came out with a win. So at least we have that, or not a win, a draw. So at least we have that um, opening week, draw on the road, got got some points, um, even if it's not all three. Uh, more importantly, and I, I think this is actually the real reason Pat didn't show uh, up. I know where you're going. I, I was going to say it. You didn't, but go ahead. I know where you're going with this one. <laughs> the real reason Pat didn't show up is because he can't face me and you for picking the exact prediction. No, he can't. Can't handle the truth. And somewhat funnily, um, me playing FIFA got the score correct too, although I didn't get the goal scores right. That's a little uh, eerie for a first game. Very. So we'll see how that continues uh, this week. Um, for those of you listening, if you want to watch me play FIFA, laugh at me, comment on how much I suck. I, I know I suck, so I'm not too concerned about that part. Um, I believe I'm going to – right now my plan is to do a live stream on Tuesday night around 9 p.m. Uh, that would be at twitch.tv slash onceametro. Um, pay attention to the Once a Metro page – or I'm sorry, Twitter handle because everything will go out there. But anyway, um, so let's get into our first like and dislikes of the year. Yay! Of course, we do it without Pat because whatever. Boo. <laughs> All right, so Truman, you're up first. What did you dislike the most about this one? Matt Miazga. Holy moly, man. Yikes. He was a disaster in those minutes that he played at the end of the game. You know, we just talked about how they were up a man, and it didn't look like it. Well, it's not good when Matt Miazga is slipping, falling down, passing the ball to no one in particular, and giving up multiple chances. Yuck. And you would think the one guy who would be a little bit more formed since he'd been playing a little bit with the uh, the national team, but Egod, he, he was rough. And uh, I'll be honest, he wasn't the only one slip sliding because there was a lot of slip sliding going on in that field. That field must have been soaking wet or something because there were just guys falling all over the place on both teams. It was, it was a little rough and certainly didn't help uh, the, the flow of the game, so to speak. A lot of passes that were just uh, dying, like dying. It wouldn't even reach their, their targets because the ball would just come to a complete stop. But listen, Matt Miazga, he was just, ugh, he, he was brutal. I don't know what else to say. He was brutal. What else was kind of brutal? And, uh, and actually, first, in fairness to Miazga, he did play in uh, the U20 CONCACAF Champions, but after that he kind of got hurt in a, quote, 
training stint in uh, <laughs> a mishap. <laughs> yeah, in uh, I think it was I want to say it was Abu Dhabi, but I'm not sure exactly where it was. But he was he was quote training with uh, Salzburg, I think it was, and uh, got a little hurt. So he missed he missed some time during preseason. I think that kind of affected him. But my dislike is Bradley Wright Phillips, and it's not the way he played. It's the role he was given to play because they sent him out there and told him to be the kind of striker who holds the ball up and waits for his support to come by. But that's not who he is. He is a target striker. He's a guy who you're supposed to get the ball on and he puts it in the back of the net. You can't have him up top alone and expect him to hold up the ball for everybody else. It doesn't work for him. I mean, don't get me wrong. He, He almost made it work on one play. But in general, he was lost in that game, and it's because they told him to play a, a type of play that he is not accustomed to and that does not suit his abilities. Right, and he, I think he had the most... I think he had the most touches for the Red Bulls in that game. And uh, it's like it's like you could barely tell that was going on. Yeah. Because not a lot of those touches were from a very threatening position. No, I, I think most of them came from like 20, 20 to 30 yards out. And, I mean... Don't get me wrong, like, he's had some good runs. I remember last year at the end of the regular season, he muscled uh, somebody, I can't remember who it was, he muscled somebody off the ball and had an amazing run for a goal. So he can take it from that far out. But you put him alone against a back line, you know, a whole back line basically, and expect him to hold the ball while everybody else shows up, it's not going to happen. It's just not – I don't blame him at all in that case because it's not his skill set. He is a guy that you put in front of – you put in a six-yard box and say, stand here – we are going to pass you the ball, and when you get it, you put it in the net. And he's not – that's who he is, and that's not how he was used. And that's why I disliked him. That, or not him, but how he was used in that game. I'm, I'm hoping that as the season goes on a little bit, we're going to actually define which players are going to be the ones whose priority is to get him the ball. And we've already talked about this on the last show, is that the midfields it's going to take a little bit to work itself out and uh, guys really solidify their roles in that midfield. So, not, I mean, I think we obviously we knew what the result was going to be. Not shocking that it was a little bit of a mishmash, you know, early on. So, whatever. We'll see. I thought, uh, this isn't my like, but, you know, I thought Martin was a little improved. His, his uh, free kicks were not were to be desired, but, you know, he definitely showed a little bit of offensive threat up top. So, like I said, it's, it's going to take time, for sure. Yeah. Uh, just to decide, somebody who needs to learn a little something is Mike Grella. Um, you have good on-the-ball skills, but you can't hold on to it that long. You don't have oh the, that great of a skill that you can just hold on to a ball and get past everybody. That's it. Can, can we pretend Pat's here, and then we'll say that's Pat's dislike, because yuck. I don't know. He'll probably he find something else, but... Yeah, we can say it's his. He'd probably find something else wrong. I don't, I don't know what. Um, I, I do have to say, and, and this is going to... And I made remarks about this during the game. Usually I get on the refs, and don't get me wrong, the ref had some bad calls in this game, but boy, did we get fucking lucky this game. <laughs> I mean, there are some calls that we should never have gotten, and we did. I mean, Beasley probably should not have gotten a red card, because I think his first shell was a little harsh, but my God, did we get lucky in this game. Well, I guess the first time for Toledo that we got lucky, usually uh, <laughs> against us in every other game. It doesn't really matter who the ref is. Generally, it seems that Red Bulls don't get a lot of calls, which, you know, whatever. In theory, it should even out, but it's just it's just really awkward to see this, that the Red Bulls actually get, like, the better of most of the calls. Uh, I didn't know what to do with it. And on the road, no less. Yeah, I know. You can see even worse on the road. Well, not worse, but good for us, but 
Yeah, it was just a little more shocking. Um, so let's move on to our official likes. Uh, so what, what did you like about this one? Uh, Luis Robles was an animal. He was an animal. I mean, he, he saved, he saved this team's skin so many times in that game. And, uh, I think that's what we're going to see all season is him having to save this team's skin <laughs> time and time again until, until I don't know what happens with the defense until they bring somebody in or Zubar can play, uh, 90 minutes in every game all year. So he was absolutely outstanding. First game of the year, just carrying on from what he did uh, all of last year. Uh, I'm going to say Lloyd Sam because that cutback, oh, my God, if I was playing against him, my ankles would be broken. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, that that was like – I've heard it called the Lloyd Sam chop, and that was just an amazing cutback. It really was. And I have to say – I do not agree, and this is part of the problem with letting fans vote on safe and goal of the week. How can you tell me that the Seattle Sounders goal, which granted was a decent passing sequence, was better than Lloyd Sam hitting the top corner from like 25, 30 yards out on a curling kick? You, how can you tell me that that's better? Seriously. You know, it's, that was voted on, uh, or someone mentioned that on Twitter the other day that they really just have to not let the fans vote on it because it's – it just be, – I mean, it purely becomes a popularity contest and who can vote for the guy the most amount of times. And that's it. It certainly not goes it, – it doesn't go by skill anymore. So I, I say the media and players vote on it, and I'd be totally happy with that. Or or let bloggers and podcasters vote on it purely. That, that That's what they should really do. I'm, I'm writing MLS right now. Bloggers and be- podcasters vote on it. It should be an even distribution among the teams. That's what it should really just come down to, where every team gets, like, say, five votes, and it's up to the team to, like, determine, like, who gets it, whether it's media members or not. But just that way, it's, like, even. So if everybody plays favorites, then nobody wins, because... But I was going to make a comment about this. Oh, yeah. Ken, and I, I, I don't remember if we talked about it with our guest or not, but can we please, please, for the love of God, stop talking about NYCFC versus RBNY. They haven't played a fucking game yet. You don't need to compare goals or compare results or whatever. Just let it happen. Don't force it down our fucking throats. It's it's getting painful at this point, isn't it? That's that's worse for me than mentioning Thierry Henry like five times during a broadcast. We get it. Henry's not here anymore. We get it. NYC yeah. is the new kid on the block. We don't fucking care right now. No. Nope. You know, haven't played again. They they played two games and they already. Well, first of all, they're fans. However, let's. I I, I was saying this uh, off the air. Let's see how many fans show up for the next couple of home games. Then nice little crowd. Which which Taylor Twelman. Oh Taylor, he gave the he gave the attendance for today's game and then said uh, gave the the attendance for the Yankees uh, attendance average from last season. So shockingly, the game today had a higher attendance than the Yankees average. Didn't mention that the Yankees had more attendance in their home opener last year than Blue Team did, you know. And, and, and then also, also the, the, the AL in attendance. And let's also ignore that the, the Yankees actually had a little bit of a down year last year. So on a down year, they right. still led the AL in attendance. But you know yes. what? And it's two different sports. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's one game. Don't get me one. wrong. Don't get me wrong. It, it it makes me glad to hear that MLS has moved up to number three in average attendance behind NFL and Major League Baseball. But there is a general reason why we can beat out the NBA and the NHL, 
It's because our stadiums have more seats. So even though we right. play less games, we can fill a stadium more, which is going to bump up our average, of course, because and, and a low game is going to hurt more, granted, but still, when you add Seattle in there, it's averaging like 40 to 60, and Portland's averaging a full sellout every game, and, you know, the Red Bulls are decent at like 16, 17, and most teams in the league are doing pretty well, but most NBA and NHL arenas don't top out over 20. I mean, what do you expect? Attendance numbers... Yeah. Attendance numbers are like page views for sites, and I say this as the managing editor of onesometric.com. They're a good measure <laughs> of... They're a good measure of how your particular site or team is doing in terms of drawing people in, but it is not good when you value against everything else because it means jack shit. Yeah. Let, let's see what happens if uh, uh, Blue Team drops next four games. Let's just see. Uh, whatever. Just wait till the fifth. Just wait till five games in, and the the tarnish is off of the uh, the new toy. Just no, wait. I don't, I don't even like. Uh, I don't even like talking about him anymore. It's gross. We already had two. We had two rants, and we haven't even gotten to. We haven't even got to the first game. That's impressive. Uh, actually, no, I think it's more. I think it's like three actually, but still, it's impressive how we do this, especially without Pat, because Pat's been very opinionated lately. <laughs> so the fact yeah, that he's missing out. I know, seriously. I know he. I know he has some stuff he wanted to talk about, but oh well, this this wasn't important to him. So, yep. all right. Um. Uh, oh, I can do the predictions. That's right. I have to read off the predictions. Well, actually, yeah, you, I don't. You can read them off again. I don't have to because only three people got anything right at all. That was me, you, and me playing FIFA 15. <laughs> <laughs> Just the winners right here, everybody. We're in. <laughs> That's all you need to know. Everybody else was like a winner or loss, so it doesn't matter. It's good to be the king. And for the record, I predicted it first. And I have proof. I have an email from before we recorded the show that gave my prediction to the, uh, the Blue Testament, the uh, Sporting Kansas City blog. Just throwing that out there. I, I said it first, though. I said it first. No, I, I said it first because I, I fucking sent it to somebody else. That counts. <laughs> and remember, I let you go first on the show. Yeah, you should. I'm always right. If you were always right, you would have won last year. I did win last year. That's still debated. <laughs> I'm, I'm still taking that at the core. I won last year. That's a shady business practices. <laughs> Shadier than the Yankees having a soccer team play there. That's how shady it is. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's uh, nonsense. <laughs> let's wrap this up so we can get so we can let our listeners hear the interview with uh, Evil Jason Anderson from Black and Red United. Uh, so we're gonna take a quick break. We'll have more Red Bull rant for you right after this. Welcome back to the Rebel Rant. This week we want to welcome on from uh, Black and Red United, uh, which is an SB Nation blog, and the Filibuster podcast, the evil Jason Anderson. <laughs> welcome back to the show, Jason. Thanks for having me, guys. I, I didn't put on an um, evil goatee to def- differentiate us, though. <laughs> um, so we'll have to figure that out as we go. Hmm. Yeah, but we do kind of have the same facial hair. I mean, I know it's not a video right. podcast, but we're kind of... I should I should have worn a black hat. That would have made it clear. I I have a yellow shirt, so there's the difference. Okay. Because even actually even our hair is the same. This is kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I have, I have the glasses too. I have glasses, so we're, we're good. Okay, that's, that's how I'll tell who is who, which one of us is me, and which is you. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't make me point a gun at the both of you two and then have to make it a, a tough decision. Remember, I, I write your paycheck, Truman. <laughs> oh, I, I forgot. <laughs> so wh- why don't we just jump right into this? Uh, I, I think it's safe to say that neither the Red Bulls or DC United looked uh, amazing uh, last weekend. So what do you, what are you taking out of uh, the result from uh, opening day? Um, I, it was two teams on short rest playing on a field that had been covered in snow like 20, 28, 30 hours before kickoff. So um, no one, I don't think anyone went to the stadium expecting a uh, quality performance. And in, in that in that context, I thought they did a decent job. Nothing special. I, I would say like a B minus. Um, got the job done against a, a, a team that isn't very good. Um, didn't give up a goal, so that's a positive. But uh, there's definitely a lot of room for improvement. Hopefully um, the amount of time off between games has not resulted in a loss of rhythm, but rather, you know, uh, some work on the training field to sharpen some things up rather than uh, um, maybe drifting back towards some of the bad habits that happened in the first Champions League game where they just sort of let let Alo Halense go at rocket speed the entire time and gave up five goals. Yeah, that was... Uh, uh... I watched most of that. That was absolutely a brutal, brutal game <laughs> to yeah, behold. I, I mean, it was really like watching two teams engage in um, suicides uh, until someone scored a goal, and then they would line up and then immediately start sprinting back and forth again, uh, which when it's your first game of the entire season, that's not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, certainly not. Uh, what, you know, it, it's funny. We, you know, we, we kind of pushed this show back uh, a few days, but I feel like it's from forever because I, here I am watching the Portland-LA game. We still have to wait, wait for the second game. Why are we waiting in week two to play another game? Uh, well, I, I, it is partially the Champions League participants' fault, so it's D.C. and Montreal, but this dates back to last year. Um, MLS decided to give the Galaxy uh, – they, they moved an originally scheduled Galaxy game back so that the Galaxy could do – uh, theoretically do better in the Champions League. Uh, that game was against us, actually, uh, against United, and it put United in a worse position. And actually, L.A., both both teams had to play a midweek game after playing on the opposite coast the previous th- uh, three days before. Um, so this is really the Galaxy's fault. Um, but that's that's why we're off. I don't know why Montreal, or I guess Montreal had the same problem, so that's why they're off and Colorado, I think, too. Um, in, a team with, in a league with 20 teams, though, you'd think this would be avoidable somehow. I find it just completely ridiculous, honestly. Yeah. Uh, definitely at the, after the end of the, the first game, uh, someone that sits near me was like, all right, see you in, I don't know, three weeks, a month. I don't know how long it is. Um, it's almost <laughs> like a season didn't really start. No. <laughs> just a couple, just a couple uh, warm-up games to start the year. Yeah. Which is an preseason. I'll tell you another thing that bothers me, and, and it may be, I, mean, I don't think this has gone as, that I know is going on with DC, but it certainly just happened to the Red Bulls, where the Red Bulls had to reschedule. I think they rescheduled, they've had three games, uh, two home games, and the one away game got rescheduled to midweek. And the fans are just pissing and moaning and crying. But doesn't every other league on the planet have to deal with midweek games? Is it just me? Yeah, I, I mean, most of the leagues that I know of, um, unless you're like a really small league, like I would imagine the Scottish leagues only has 10 or 12 teams. Maybe they don't have midweek games because they don't have to. But if you've got as many teams as this, at some point you either have to play the entire year or someone's going to have to play on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. Uh, that, that's just life. 
Right, that's the thing. It's like, yeah, you you probably will throughout any season have to play in a Champions League or a Cup match or something like that midweek. Right. That's those are the breaks. Yeah. Um and and honestly, those games are often a lot of fun even though maybe not as many people show up. Um it's still a lot of fun to go to those games. Uh, I I feel like if you're in a cup competition or if you're in a Champions League, that means things are going well, so you should be happy about it. Right. Yeah. It's I, I find it totally ridiculous that people to whine about stuff like that. I, I mean, it's MLS uh, fandom, so we have to find something to complain about. It's just the the natural state of being. Truth. So talking about something to complain about is actually a pretty good segue opportunity. Um, I, I don't remember if we had anybody from your show on after the decision was made, but you guys are getting a new stadium. Uh, not next year, but I think it's uh, 2017, 2018. Yeah, um, 2017 is the uh, in an ideal world. Uh, ending of that. Probably 2018, or at least like fall 2017, I would expect, in reality. Alright, but when, uh, give us a little bit of information on the new stadium for uh, the fans who do not know the D.C. area. Okay. Um, it'll be uh, a little further south inside the city than RFK is. Um, it'll be closer to um, kind of the intersection of the Anacostia, which is the river that runs next to RFK, and the, the Potomac, which is the more famous, for good reason, because the Anacostia is kind of uh, dirty. You don't really want to <laughs> go in that water. Um, the Potomac, uh, is, it's, they sort of fork off of each other, and the stadium is closer to that. It's very close to uh, the Washington Nationals baseball stadium. Um, it's walkable from one to the other. It's not quite a right-next-to-each-other situation, but it's as close as they could do. Um, it took an awful lot. It was a very complicated process. Um, there were multiple landowners that had to be either um, paid or, uh, in one case, threatened with eminent domain. Um, there was a lot of a long. It, part of the reason this one took so long from the last time we had any sort of stadium hope was it just took this long to get everything in a row, and then. There was an election. The mayor, the new mayor, Muriel Bowser, looked like she was going to pull the plug on the whole thing at the last second, and then she just had a different way to do it so that she could say it was her achievement rather than the previous mayor. Um, so it was, it was a lot of city politics and um, a lot of fear and terror, and then at the end it just passed unanimously. It was kind of the I was in the building, uh, the, the city hall, when they were actually passing it, and there was a lot of talk and a lot of complaining and about this, that, and the third, and then they pulled it up. They pulled it up for a vote with no ceremony whatsoever. It was just someone finished their thought, and the guy was like, "All right, uh, let's vote." Uh, who uh, all say aye, and then everyone's like aye, and it was over. It was like, "Oh, that that was it after all this." Um, so that was kind of strange, but it was a you know a pretty it's a pretty unique feeling after seven or eight years of wondering if the team might actually have to leave leave the area. It was always at least some percentage of a threat. Um, and now that's gone unless unless the city goes under or something like that. Um, now we just have to worry about like the end of the world. So that's that's a nice uh, change of pace. So uh, now that um, and this is kind of like a, a fun question. Uh, since DC legalized limited possession of marijuana, <laughs> do you do you expect to see uh, you know in the shady corner somebody token up? Uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, I know at the parking lot at RFK, you can find that without really uh, putting out much of an effort, and that was before any of the laws changed. Uh, but I, our, the parking lots at RFK are sort of a lawless um, quasi... Uh, it, it's like the state has failed, but nothing has. things haven't gone terribly wrong. It's just people are doing what they want. Um, and sometimes it's kind of puzzling, and sometimes it's just people that want to use uh, products they weren't able to use before. 
Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I, I think the the way that law works is you're not allowed to be outside with it. It's it's very much like you have to be in your house and like have the windows, you know, the the drapes pulled off or something like that. But uh, who knows? Maybe maybe people will show up and find uh find it like going to uh the office in Kingston for a World Cup qualifier. <laughs> All right, so my, my last question about the uh, the new D.C. stadium is that, you know, the Red Bulls clearly have the best stadium in the country. I don't care what Kansas City fans say. Columbus Crew have um, really tall lights. They like to brag about those really tall lights. And uh, the Earthquakes now have apparently the largest outdoor bar in the country. So my question is, what should D.C.'s new stadium have to uh, be special? Well, I, I've been kind of an outlier on this. Um, for me, what I want more than anything, and this is partially because of, of the long time I've been going to RFK, not just for DC United, but even before there was MLS, I was going to soccer games at RFK. Um, I don't want to have a stadium where you can see the outside world. I want when you go to the stadium, all it is is you're in the stadium and that's it. You can't do any. There's there's no fancy stuff for you to do that isn't watch soccer. All you can do is be there and watch the game and that's it. Um, but I'm I'm kind of a, a a Puritan, I guess, compared to a lot of other people. Um, most DC fans want uh, bouncing stands, uh, as is found at RFK, which is ju- really just a, an accident um, of being a multi-purpose stadium. The the stands that the supporters groups are all on are on a um, a rail system where they can be moved, or they used to be able to be moved. I don't know if that's broken or not now. Um, but uh. That allows the stands to bounce when people jump, and people want that in place. I don't know how you would install that in a new stadium that is not built for multiple sports, um, but that's the one request that people keep giving. Um, Jason Levy was at the stadium vote, and fans were going up to him and thanking him and then saying, make sure there are bouncing stands. So um, I assume that's what people want the most. Um, but other than that, I think they they intend to build a, a fancier stadium. So it's not going to be like... Uh, Crew Stadium, where it's it's bare bones. Um, it's going to be. I don't know if it's going to be as um, full of various uh, amenities like Kansas City and their um, various lounges, and the the locker room is also like a luxury apartment. Um, I don't know about all that, but they're going to get as close to that as they can, I think, because I think they that's what they want to do. They kind of want to go as far from RFK as possible uh, in terms of. Um, Aesthetics, um, which which maybe I don't like because I, I other than the fact that RFK is t- the stands are too far away, I actually like RFK even though it's old and it's falling apart and the amenities are bad and all that. I I don't really care. Um, I don't go to the stadium to see the stadium, but uh, they're not marketing to me because they know I'll show up anyway. Right, that's true. <laughs> I mean, every every team that they market to just the casual fan, and we just yeah. kind of have to accept that. Yeah, and there are positives to it. It's, it would be nice to go into um, the concourse if I have to go to the bathroom and there the game's on TV. Like, now I don't have to choose between missing something or using the restroom, um, which I still will probably choose wait and hold it till halftime. But um, it's nice to at least have the theoretical, like, oh, the game might be on a TV that works that isn't um, standard def from the 50s, like a black-and-white TV, um, which is what RFK has now. Most of those TVs don't even work. Uh, so let's let's move back to actual soccer since uh, we do have a game coming up in a week. Um, so from what you've seen so far, kind of give us um, you know really short. What are the the good spots and the bad spots for DC United? Uh, right now this season, um, I guess I'll start with the bad spots first. 
Um, Espindola is suspended uh, for five more games after shoving an assistant referee over. And really, um, oh. I I Wait, would love what game What game was that in? I believe it was a playoff game last year. Um, Again, you may recall. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't remember the team. Um, but uh, the the thing is, I was I would love to be able to defend Espindola, but. For one, you don't shove a referee. It doesn't matter what happened. And two, the play he was disputing, the ball didn't even go over the line. Um, he was too far away to see it, but the assistant got it right. Um, so it's really a double a double problem there. Um, but with him suspended and Luis Silva, uh, he actually is still recovering. He had a pretty terrible hamstring, like pretty much the worst hamstring strain you could get. Um, which is why he didn't play in the playoffs, and he actually missed the entire preseason. He started to come back, had a setback. Um, so he isn't – he's uh, not going to play, I don't think, unless he miraculously recovers in the next few days. Um, so up front, we're running out. What are really – Eddie Johnson is also possibly never going to play again. No one knows what's going on there other than that it's a heart issue, which is, you know, you can't really screw around with that. There's no uh, play through that one. Um, so we're down to our fourth and fifth best forwards right now. So that's that's the concern for me. That's that's the area that I'm worried about. Though Jairo Arrieta has played pretty well, better than expected um, since coming over from the crew. I think most people just wanted him to be depth, and that was it. But he's uh, got two goals. He had a few assists in the preseason as well. So he's exceeding expectations. Um, the good stuff is that the the back four and the midfield is very familiar. Um, and the team defending, other than the first game against Alajolense, the team defending has been what we expect from last year, which is they finished tied with L.A. for the best defensive record in the league. So um, keeping shutouts when you don't have your best forwards on the field is important, and that's probably going to be, until Espindola is back and until Silva's back, that's going to be how it goes. It's going to be a lot of um, looking for one nothing and capitalizing when you do get a chance. That's that's United's game right now. Do you even want to Spindle back? Because that guy is just a troublemaker. Uh, he is he is absolutely vital for us. And and though he has um, had his discipline issues more than once, he has, they've always been directed at opponents or referees. He's never had a problem with anyone in the locker room or the coaching staff or the fans. Um, that job has been taken by Eddie Johnson. Um, <laughs> but... but before before he got um, injured last year by Felipe, uh, who is now uh, playing with you guys, um, before that, uh, Espindola had a better – if you combine goals and assists, he was getting involved in more goals directly than Lee Wynn was. Um, over the, if, if he had kept that pace up, it would have been better than Lee Wynn's pace for the season. Um, so he has been pretty spectacular for us, not just scoring goals and getting assists, but getting them in big moments and – uh, scoring goals that that kind of come out of nowhere, where he's he's done it on his own. Um, last year in the Champions League in the group stage, uh, he scored a goal that was he intercepted the pass, dribbled past three men, and then out wide lobbed the goalkeeper from a ridiculous angle. Um, and he got no help from any. He didn't even have like a decoy runner with him. He was by himself and and won. The, and it was a game winning goal um, against Waterhouse from Jamaica, which obviously means it's you know it's not as impressive because Waterhouse wasn't very good, but still. Um, Espindola is huge for us, and even with Arrieta playing well, and if Pontius starts to sharpen up his shooting, um, he will all of a sudden um, it'll it'll look a lot more dangerous. But I still, as soon as he's back, um, and Espindola did play the Champions League games 
um, against Ala Valencia, and he looked excellent in both of those games. While a lot of his teammates did not look excellent, he was trying to uh, put the team on his back. So as much as he, his experience in New York wasn't very good, he's he's thriving down here, and we, we, we're we going to miss him until he uh, gets back from suspension. All right, so I have one more question before we talk uh, predictions for uh, next Sunday. There's some team that played in Yankee Stadium. I don't remember what they're called, honestly. I know they played in New England. Mm-hmm. And it seems to me that they're kind of trying to ram rivalries up other teams' throats with these guys. I've, uh, the, the Red Bull slash Metro Stars and DC United, hands down, I, I don't even care what anyone says, best pure, pure rivalry in the league between the teams and the fans. Do you think your, the DC United fans are going to have any sort of rivalry with this uh, baseball team? Uh, I mean, there are plenty of, of fans down here that don't like New York, not uh, New York City, not because of um, their attempt to just try and spark a rivalry with anyone that would be interested, which is kind of a um, something that Columbus has done over the years as well, um, which is not something we look we look uh, on with any sort of kindness because it just seems sad. Um, I feel like they have to wait until a rival emerges for them. Um, they've they've obviously uh, tried to. Uh, you know, throw rocks at a bee's nest with you guys um, over and over again, and, and they keep going after Orlando. Um, I think the only problem anyone down here has with New York, other than the general, um, they just seem irritating. Um, the, the various uh, fake that they had um, for their one of their European friendlies in the preseason, they had banners up that made it look like their fans had traveled, but it was actually New York City employees that put banners up. Um, which is which is again sad, um, but I think the one problem, and this might just be my problem, um, they selected Thomas McNamara in the uh, expansion draft uh, from us. We had just gotten him from Chivas, and I personally was really looking forward to having a mulleted attacking midfielder who just does, <laughs> who, who does who only does like back heels and no look passes um, all the time. And he doesn't even look like a professional player. He's not built like one, and yet he does all this amazing stuff. Um, but I think most people around here don't really know much about him because he he played six games as a rookie and then tore his ACL. Um, so it, it's kind of a one-man uh, campaign that I've been waging that New York City needs to – they won't count or exist until they trade McNamara back to D.C. Uh, and let justice be done there because we, we need a, a guy with a mullet on this team. It's it's <laughs> kind of part of our deal. Um, and now they've got – They've got Discaroo, they've got Gravavoy, they've got plenty of guys with remarkable hair, and, and we're down here, and um, actually a lot of our players just today did a charity event in which they all um, shaved their heads down to uh, what both uh, Good Jason and Evil Jason are, are wearing. Um, <laughs> so so all, of our, all of our guys look the same right now for, for the most part. There's only like two or three haircuts on the team. Um, so we could use that that um, mullet power, uh, and New York New York has him, and they're not using him. So that's that's bothering me more than anything else. To be, if I'm being perfectly honest, even the the other stuff, the fake stuff, is just sad. But this is an actual irritant to me: is that McNamara is there and not with DC? It's like it's like seeing Bellucci without his afro. It's kind of heartbreaking. Yeah, it's hard to remember who that is. Um, I, it's like, is that? Oh, that's Bellucci. He just looks like a normal normal dude. Uh, it's it's not know. interesting. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see if Bellucci ever got his passport and can actually travel abroad. <laughs> I guess we'll find out they got to play Canada, or, um, Montreal and uh, Toronto a bunch of times. So Yeah. All right, so before we get out of here, I um, have to ask, what is your prediction going into the game against uh, New York? Uh, I, I'm, I'm 
fascinated to see, uh, you know, watching New York play, it's a different system, and there's definitely a lot to work out there. Um, it's it's not just losing Henri, but playing a whole different way with a high pressure and a more hectic, high-tempo game. Um, I'm a little worried just because Ala Valencia played a similar high-speed high game and that didn't go well for United, but on the other hand, I think they've been doing that a lot longer than New York. Um so I'm I'm hoping the defense holds up, but I get right now at least I get the feeling that we'll see kind of a scrappy game, um, a lot of loose balls and and midfield battling, um, and maybe one one. Um, and I don't know, maybe Rolf scores for United, and Lloyd Sam looks like he's uh that was quite a goal against Kansas City. Maybe he looks like a good candidate to score for you guys. All right, there you go. Um, so uh, very last thing before that you go, why don't you go ahead and uh let people know where they can find you and the podcast and all that stuff on the internet. All right. Um, I am on Twitter at, uh, at chest Rockwell one four, um, which is a silly name. I admit, um, the podcast, uh, that I'm on filibuster, uh, is at filibuster DCU. And I am the co-managing editor at black and red United. The Twitter feed for that is, um, at black and red U. I don't know. I, I don't know if someone took that before us. That's that's strange. Um, that was done before I was in charge. Um, that's someone else's fault. And blackandredunited.com is the the blog. So we we've been putting up a lot of stuff about all kinds of things. Not necessarily all mullet and McNamara content. Uh, maybe not as much <laughs> as I would be. want. Yeah. I mean, that's on me. I should I should take take the the bull by the horn, so to speak. There. I, th- I think you need a hair section for the website. Oh, we we do have a um uh, a correspondent who specializes in hair watch. It, it, that's her hashtag is is hair watch. And she oh, there you go. Is always monitoring sad. various hair hair products and hair players. Well, she's gonna be kind. Of, I guess, so I guess she's not gonna be really busy for the next few weeks then, huh? Uh, Chris Rolf and his headband. She she's a big fan of that. Um, so there's always that. There's always Rolf as the um go to for for hair discussion at this point. <laughs> All right, there you go. Um. Evil Jason, <laughs> thanks for. <laughs> I have to because you know. Anyway, um, That's fair. <laughs> thanks, thanks for taking time out to come on the show with us. Um, like you said, at Black and Red U and at Filibuster DCU for the podcast. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll have more Red Bull rant right after this. Welcome back to Rip. <clears throat> Once again, I want to thank uh, Jason Anderson for coming on the show. Uh, Black and Red United on SB Nation and the Filibuster Podcast. So we have uh, our second game of the year finally coming up in week number three of the MLS season because oh MLS is stupid and all that crap. So Sunday, March 22nd, 5 p.m., the home opener for the 2015 season. Uh, the game will be broadcast on ESPN2 if you can't see it. Uh, live in person. I don't know what's going on over in England and all you guys, so hopefully Sky Sports has it. Anyway, uh, so for the predictions, Pat, for some reason, decided his priorities were not in order with the show, and on top of that, predicted a loss to the Red Bulls because Yuck. he hates this team. <laughs> he predicted a 2-1 loss. Guess he doesn't have a lot of confidence uh, going forward, huh? He must be really drunk or really distracted right now to ever predict the Red Bulls losing to DC. I'm going to hope it's a little both. 
Because that would be like the, the real explanation. It's only, yeah, it's only a viable be. explanation, I think. All right, but anyway, uh, Truman. Yes. What do you think's going to happen on Sunday? Well, I hope people show up because that would be nice. I know Sunday's at 5 o'clock. Uh, not really the best time for people to show up to games. But uh, I'm pretty sure the – I think the South Ward is sold out completely. So that's good. So hopefully it'll be loud up and not filled with idiots. Oh, oh, we want to talk about the game, huh? All right, let's talk about the game. First home game of the year. I hate DC more than I hate that dumb blue team, plus Philly, plus Seattle fans combined. I think we all do. Uh, boy, there's no way, there's no way I'm predicting a DC win. I am not a madman because they don't look great either. And I'm hoping with this extra week off, the Red Bulls are going to prove that midfield. They're going to get a little bit more uh, cohesive in passing the ball. I think they will. I think they're going to win. Uh, Pat says 2-1 DC. Screw that crap. I'm going 2-1 for the good guys. Red Bulls are going to win this one. I think BWP is going to get on the scoring sheet. And you know who else is? Philippe is going to score. That's right. Philippe is actually going to score a goal in his uh, first home game for the Red Bulls. So there you go. You just said 2-1 win? I did. Seriously, 2-1 win. Yep, 2-1. Are we twinsies again? I have it in the fucking show notes. Twinsies! I don't look at the show notes. God damn uh, you, Truman. I, I don't look at them. I don't look at the show notes. I guess I the bright with, side is that you can't get away from me, at least. I, I go with my gut. I go with my gut, too. That's why I run the show notes before you said it, because I wanted to make sure I got it first. Again. See? See? Stop. I don't look at show notes. I'm telling you. I don't look. That's because I'm the host. That's why I, I look at the show notes. Yeah, you have to. I kind of have to. I should make you the host one day, just because. Yeah. I'll still be right, though. I didn't say anything about being right. I meant about being first. Uh, wait. Yeah, but if I'm the host, I can I can make myself predict it first, since I'm the host. I, I can say, hey, I'm going to go first. But then I can just, again, put it in the show notes and still be first. So. Mm, but if I'm the host, who's doing the show notes then? <laughs> Are you going to do it? And they, will be, and they will be terrible. <laughs> Would they even be, be the worst show notes you've ever seen? They'll be like, it'll be like one sentence. <laughs> show starts, and then show ends. So it's two sentences. There's a third guest, whoever. Yeah, guest. Guy. Some guy. <laughs> All right. So uh, obviously 2-1-1 for me, too. Uh, I'm half with you on who's going to score. I say it's BWP. I'm going to go with uh, Sasha Klesher, though, because, uh, I don't know. I feel like he's going to get one, too. The mustache will score? Yeah, our, our mustachios guys have to stay together. All right. How about how about two <laughs> stashes score? Dax and Sasha scores. Double stash. I like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm good with that. Well, wait. Dax doesn't have a stash anymore, so that doesn't count. He, But he secretly wants one back. It's it's going to come back at some point. We all I, know I don't this. know why he ever got rid of it. It was the best dash ever. All right. You know what? I'm going to tweet him right now. This is what's happening right now. I'm tweeting him. Dear Dax McCarty. Hey, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. If we're going to do this, we're going to do it right. we got to come up with a nice hashtag for this. I think I have it. Please grow free, your stash. Free Dax's stash. Yeah. <laughs> you, you thought us tweeting Justin Bieber live during the show was a thing? Yeah. It's happening again, folks. Does Sasha Kleischen have a... Uh... Have a Twitter? I believe he does. I don't know what it is. I had to look it up. So, uh, don't make me spell his name because that's not happening. I'm just gonna uh, type it in random here, letter. Here, here we go. I got it for you. All right. You know how to spell his name? Mm. It is oh. at Sach S A C H A. You good? C H A. Oh, there it is. Hey, what's up, buddy? Look at that. See, you can do a search. You don't have to go the whole name. Oh, love it. 
both score next Sunday and with your com- and with your combined stash powers. There we go. I don't have any room for hashtags anymore. Boo. Sorry. Oh well. All right. Well, we'll start it. Free at free Dax's stash. That's what we're gonna do. Yeah. Yeah, that everybody free Dax's stash. So as soon as you hear this, tweet it out. Do it. Hashtag All right. free Dax's. You, remember, you can't put the apostrophe in there. Nope. It won't work. I'm not. That's it. Yeah, this is lot. This is. It's a good thing this is not live radio. Yeah, because we'd be boring as shit. Because we, we're still well, probably, boring as shit. I was gonna say we're probably boring as shit anyway, and we'd be more boring. But if you are still listening to the show, we thank you for sticking with us. And what is wrong with you? That's the other thing. <laughs> but if you do enjoy our show and our stupid antics, uh, and I'm going to do self-promotion here, uh, feel free to contribute to our Patreon, patreon.com slash RBR. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash RBR. Uh, like we said last week, that's going to be used to help fund the show going forward. Uh, all episodes will still be uh, free, so do not worry about that. Um, we might some have some Patreon exclusive stuff though. Uh, we haven't worked that out, but we do have a reward for you, uh, yeah. listeners, this week. If you are five dollars or more per month, and this is, and we're asking for on a monthly basis, not an episode basis. If you pledge five dollars or more a month, you will be given a producer's credit on the show, which means we will read your name out loud at the end of every show. It'll probably be pre-taped, but that's what's going to happen. You will have your name at the end of the show every every week. Sounds nice, doesn't it? Sounds nice. It does. And we might have more rewards coming up. We have to just figure out what those are. Because we haven't, we haven't put too much on this yet, obviously. You can come to my house and watch WrestleMania. How about that? I won't Ooh. be home, but you can you can come to my house and watch it. I was going to say, a WrestleMania watch party might not be a bad idea. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll leave the door unlocked. That's very generous of you, Truman. Right? I, wish, I, got, I, the, I, take, I got the network. I wish I could take you up on the offer. Yeah. But I have the network, too. Also, but like yeah. I said, I won't be home. I'll be at someone else's house, but, you know, you can read my it's fridge. Still, and It's still generous. Uh, yeah. I'll even take the trash out for you. As long as you put, giving, it the, uh, put it in the trash can first. Oh, how nice. I'm giving back to the fans. There you go. I would, I would offer at my house or something like that, but one, I'm going to be home, and two, it's too far away for everybody, so. Right. <laughs> You're a little closer, so it kind of works out. Um. All right. So that's all we have. Um. So anything else you want to discuss? Yeah. Real. Sure. Quick shout out to uh, Roberto Salentano. I'm sure I said your name right for uh, giving our podcast a shout out on your little podcast that you did last week. Thank you very much. We really are the first and only uh, Red Bulls podcast ever made ever. So he knows what's up. So special Uh thanks to him. At Celestics on Twitter, C E L E S T I C K S, I believe. Yeah, it is. go give go give him a follow, will you? You should do it. Just go do it right now. Yeah. Um. Actually, quick reminder for all of you, uh, Ripples fans that play FIFA, the rosters are officially updated. Everybody's in there. They have the um the formation from the first game. So if you want any of that stuff, it's in there. And they even have Orlando City and White. NYCFC in there. So if you wanted to play against them, feel free. Um, so that's it, I think, right? Nothing else? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Shorter last segment. Um, all right, so let's wrap up the show. You can visit Once Metro, or sorry, you can visit us and Once Metro at OnceMetro.com. 
Uh, our section is onceometro.com slash red hyphen bull hyphen rant. Um, you can donate to our Patreon, like I mentioned before. That's patreon.com slash rbr. You can email us during the show. Oh, I think we have an email, actually. <gasps> email. We do. How did I forget? Oh, you know what it was? Because we didn't do a show Thursday, so I wasn't thinking. Yeah. Should look right. in the show notes. I always look in the show notes all the time. <laughs> If you looked in the show notes, you would have reminded me that we had an email, so there you go. Um, all right, so this email comes in from, uh, he signs his name as Dano. Um, he goes, his question is, why wasn't Richard Eckersley brought back? The guy was a true gamer and a steady force on the back line. Truly disheartening to see him go. So obviously, um, he was like a, a while ago, so this is kind of old news, but the reasons he wasn't brought back I think are twofold. One is he was really expensive. Yeah, uh, he was he was over two hundred, I think over two fifty a year, which in MLS terms is insane. Like because the salary hit is around uh, three seventy five, I think. So you're, you're taking up uh, a lot of salary cap space there. And honestly, until the end of the year, he wasn't really doing that well. So why keep him around if he is one expensive and two is not doing what you want him to do? I'm with you. Really, it's just it's just price. That's all it was. Well, don't, I mean, forget don't get me wrong. If he, if he could play, I'd like I'd have him stay. But he's not. I mean, there's cheaper options out there. We had Chris Duvall starting, and he did pretty decent the first week. So right. And don't forget the Red Bulls are cost cutting, so they can sell the team this year. Don't forget. Yeah. Any any little move is about selling the team this year. That's all it's about selling the team. That's why they fired Pecky because you know all that stuff. Anyway, let's get back to wrapping up. Uh, you can email us. <laughs> Um, you can email us at uh, redbullrant at gmail.com. If you want to call us instead of and leave us a voicemail instead of an email, 973-348-5329 is the phone number. On Facebook, facebook.com slash redbullrant. On Twitter, at redbullrant for the show. At once underscore a underscore metro for once metro. At Dr. Stooge for myself. At, you know, screw him. He's not here this week. He's not getting the Twitter handle. Um, <laughs> At the Truman for Truman, uh, you can subscribe to our show via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or at SoundCloud.com slash red hyphen bull hyphen rant. Truman, any last thing to say before we go? Oh, I don't know. How about beat the scum to a pulp? That's better than just saying win, I think. Uh, yeah, I, th- I thought that was kind of a given, but yeah, I, I'm all for you saying that again. So, um, For anybody going to the game, unfortunately I am not because Sunday at 5 o'clock is not convenient for me. Enjoy yourselves. Bring the noise. Show what New York what true soccer is, because it's not on the baseball pitch. We are Metro Soccer. I said baseball pitch. I'm getting too much into this. (laughs) All right, so for Truman and myself, and absolutely not Pat, because he can't be here. Yeah. This is episode number 134 of the Red Bull Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, go Red Bulls. Peace out.